0: Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 28, and we're in the Talking Lead sweatbox tonight. It's a little warm. I know a good HVAC guy for you, buddy. Yeah, I need to talk to him. We need to get them in the studio. We're finally having the most requested show that we've had requested. And this is going to be The most our requested that we've had requested? Most requested that we've had requested. It works. The most requested. <laughs> yeah. Most requested show. Or, <laughs> it's going to be our reloading show. So we want to say thanks to our sponsors, Firearms Radio Network. They are bandwidth sponsors, firearmsradio.tv. Holder and Green
1: Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press. For all your real estate needs in the Middle Tennessee area, call one 800 extension 2222
0: Also, All or Nothing Tattoo Studio in Atlanta, Georgia The most awarded, awesome great group of artists down there It's allornothingtattoo.com and their gun friendly artwork, also their t-shirts and stuff at their gear store strangleholdmerch.com and also, TG Promotions, they put together our store. If you need any of your business promotion stuff done, it's tgpromotions.net.
1: Go to our website, Talking Lead, and go to our store, talkingled.com. Go to our store, and we've got some new merchandise posted there for you guys some awesome shirts and uh, some different hats. Check them out. Talking Lead hat <laughs> would make a, uh, a good. Birthday present. So, what'd you do with guns this week? Well, what did we do with guns? We went to the Murfreesboro gun show this week. That didn't sound good. (laughs) We uh, graced the Murfreesboro gun show (laughs) with our presents. <laughs> but it was fun. I had a good time. We met a lot of a lot of people. Made some great contacts. Uh, even had some leadheads that were there.
0: Yeah, give a shout out to Brian, the stonemason from here in Middle Tennessee. Big Came Bri- up and said hi to and us. His it was son. Great to meet you. Yeah, yeah. it's great to meet you, man. I uh, Hope this show helps you get by on your stonemasonry
1: work today. We'd like to give a big thanks to Italian Gun Grease who invited us out. Appreciate that, Mister Gabriel Wren from yep. Italian Gun Grease. Check them out.
0: Yeah. So you pretty much covered what I did, before guns. That was the easiest what I did with guns this week ever. Is that all you did? Pretty much, gun-wise. Yeah, because I had your guns, didn't I? Yeah, we're recording <laughs> on a different... Yeah, 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 I couldn't do much of my favorite carry weapon since it was with someone else. It's my new favorite. I tell you what, when you carry the same gun for a long time... You feel naked with that. Yeah, nothing. like yeah. I tried carrying my revolvers as my Primary, and it just felt like your favorite
1: pair of shoes. Yeah, when you get a new pair of shoes, it just don't feel right. But you've got it back
0: now, so you can. Well, this was going to be a surprise guest we had, but somebody decided to say on Facebook that it started with an H, and he was our first guest ever, so.
1: I don't, I don't understand why we need to make it a surprise. I don't Let know. Let people know because it's pre-recorded. They need to know up front so we can get questions for the man.
0: Well, we got some questions. Yeah. We, got some, we got a lot but, of questions. Uh, Hickok 45 is back.
1: Hey, good to be here, guys.
0: And this time you don't sound like you're in a cave.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it might not be it might be dangerous if they actually hear what I say. Yeah, we, yeah. Did I ever tell you
0: that we figured out that was my fault? Uh, well, it was intentional probably, right? He I always record- knew it was your fault I re- anyway. I <laughs> <laughs> recorded that entire episode through the little bitty mic on our computer instead uh. of switching to the in port. So. that was part of our learning curve well, yeah. it
2: was easier for me to hide that way if they couldn't
0: hear me you know now we get to hear that uh, deep very wide voice
2: yeah now you got this great microphone and everything I've got to think about what i say it's not well, easy
0: we still pre-record
1: so we can edit oh good thanks please please do that lots of it that's a, it's one of the uh, benefits of recording what'd you do with guns this week guns this week well i
2: also went to the murfreesboro gun show and i saw a couple of uh, weirdos there at a booth right away it looked like you two.
0: Oh, they were strange yeah, yeah. act like us uh, pretty yeah, cool weird.
2: uh surprised <laughs> me it was funny i was i was riding down the murfreesboro which is about a 45 minute ride I guess for me and I was actually catching up with your last episode and literally turned it off okay went in and I was going around to, to find the restroom so I went around the long way the and there you guys were all <laughs> it was weird I was like twilight zone I was just talking and they're listening to you guys you know from the speakers can't get away from life <laughs> yeah I didn't know you were gonna be set up there I'd never seen you at a gun show at least set up like that that but was actually our
0: first one yeah, yeah. yeah. So spur I of the moment saying. Kind of deal. But
2: uh, that was one thing I did. And I spent a lot of time there. I ran into a lot of people there that are just old friends. Now, <laughs> you know, viewers too, which is great. But I also ran. I just ran into it must have been seven or eight uh, different people, just old friends of mine, shooters, a former cop I used to ride with when I was a reserve deputy. Just, just lots of people. Some guys I used to shoot competition with, so it was it was pretty neat. I, I was there at about one o'clock. You know, usually I'm in and out in about an hour and a half. But uh, so it was like a big visitation day for me. And so that was fun. And uh, I've hit several gun shops, of course, as I always do. Hit a couple uh, on the way to the show here today, nice. uh, the uh, Hidden uh, Studios, and uh, found some black powder. You know, at the saddle shops, okay to mention the show or yeah, gun shops. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. Uh, Give a
1: big shout out to Tracy down there.
2: Yeah, man. I didn't know they had <laughs> black powder, real black powder. There's like two places in Middle Tennessee you can buy it Dixie Gunworks. Works. And that saddle shop and uh went to the nashville armory and everywhere i went you know i heard stories about you guys of course <laughs> uh but uh yeah tell
0: them say tell the talking lead don't ever come back here again or yeah that's right right
2: uh so but uh oh yeah yeah tracy said to say hi and sorry she hadn't got to hear the most recent broadcast or something like that and then uh, i know it's hard to believe but i actually did a little shooting this week and um uh, i don't believe it yeah you, you really can't tell by the, you by like the videos yeah uh, some days i do because <laughs> you never know when we did a video that we we post but shot i, I tell you the most shooting i did did this week was actually with a firing we haven't posted and that was with the p 9 that uh, we have in. as a tne gun it's a it's a big duty pistol holds uh 19 plus one wow. so serious wow. <laughs> nine millimeter duty pistol shoots great it's a double to single action you know not mm-hmm. my favorite style right. but it shoots well and we did a video with it uh, 19 plus yeah 19 plus one and uh that's
1: probably yeah. a, a good fit for your hand though because you got big hands
2: Feels all right. Yeah, it feels okay. It's, it's nothing that I could carry, you know, concealed or anything. Sure, or as a CCW. But see, we forget, I think, a lot of we we get spoiled in this country and, and in Tennessee. We forget, you know, that a lot of the world and part of our own country, even in some states, they're not really thinking concealed carry because right. they can't. You know, they're just thinking a good gun, right? You know, to have for maybe home defense, home defense. or mm-hmm. for the ra- a good range gun. And I try to remember that. Uh, but anyway, did a lot of shooting with that and hit some gun shops and uh, shot a couple other things I don't remember. You know, I just I shoot pretty much. I know that's a surprise. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) shop for guns
1: what's your take on the ammo situation now are you starting to see more ammo out there and it's looking a little better yeah it's loosening up some It, it really is spotty
2: depends on which gun shop you're in you know, as you notice, uh, you know, some shops are still depleted. However, some others will have uh, some 9mm even, as you've probably noticed here and there, if you go in at the right time.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of 40. I really had not seen the yeah, 9. Yeah. I
2: think it's still getting it's uh, sapped up pretty quick, sapped yeah, it up, sopped up, sopped it, up with it, uh, a biscuit. I think they're getting more of it in, though. They're getting more in. It's still going out the door quickly. Yeah, right. but it's still coming they're in. They're getting more in, though, mm. I think. Yeah.
0: I was at Academy... Not this week, but it was last week, and they had a bunch of nine. They probably had seven or eight boxes left. And it was the middle of the day. Was too. it the
1: wow. uh, defense rounds or was it target rounds?
0: No, they were uh, critical duty. Okay,
1: yeah, I've yep. been seeing the critical duty. Yeah, you know, oh, I've been seeing still, those. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, I'm just talking about target, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Really the the range ammo right is now. what's still hard to find. Yeah. I, yeah
2: I've noticed the more and more of the critical duty, which is good ammo, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, just I don't know why people aren't scarfing it up to shoot at the <laughs> range. <laughs> what is it? Buck around or something <laughs> or more? Yeah, at least. Uh, good stuff that's what that's I've it. been carrying lately in my uh, my nine I like that to duty uh, yeah Duty. <laughs> yeah, the, the critical duty is what... A, it's 135 grain. I kind of like that. That's another topic, though.
1: Well, you that's kind of what s- we're going to be talking about tonight, too. <laughs> yeah. So different we'll get into uh, the different grains and, and things like that. Okay. Yeah, you, were,
0: you were saying something about bigger hands, and I was curious if you have the same thing with me. For some reason, I can shoot some smaller guns better than I can full-size mm-hmm. guns. Same here.
2: Uh, I learned that a long time ago, uh, and I was surprised when I was... Uh, uh, reserve deputy we had to qualify you know a couple times a year and i got to carry in a little glock 27 occasionally or i right. bought one 26 and I, and I and so i had to qualify with it if i was right. going to carry it as a backup and i noticed my groups were actually tighter These yeah your standard you know uh, b29 paper target you know we'd qualify on actually were tighter with that 27 you know uh, when i first got it and so upon shooting it more and more i i realized wow you know they're great little guns, great yeah. little shooters. Even little J-frames, you know. It's just
0: yeah. in how you hold it. And it, it may help because of the, yeah. the wider fingers. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But somebody was telling me at the Army the other day, they said, yeah, most of y'all big guys can shoot smaller guns than you can the full size. And I remembered yeah. shooting the 26, and I was shooting it better than my 19.
2: Well, you know, the way the, on the Glock especially, the way uh, the back strap tucks into, if you have a large hand, oh. it tucks in a perfect spot, I think, in gotcha. your hand. Whereas that the bigger sense. Glocks, that hump hits me right there, which right. is why I don't like it. But yeah, you know, it uh, and and also a lot of people don't like to shoot a little gun; they can't get their little finger, pinky finger, on the grip. Mm-hmm. However, as I maintain over and over, in some ways that's almost better because your little finger sometimes is what gets you in trouble. You're milking the, the grip, pulling. yeah, laterally.
0: Right. Well, we we asked you the big three, but we've added two questions since then. Oh, a uh, test already. The the first or just l-
1: to refresh. Let's go ahead and do all of them. How uh-huh. about that? Just to refresh our listeners that maybe missed the.
0: The first one? The first show, yeah. Go ahead. back and listen to episode four. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I probably don't remember what I said. I may give a different answer, see?
0: Oh, that would be cool. That would be a trivia. That would be some good content right there. You've got to
2: be a good liar. (laughs) No, if you're going to be a good liar, you have to have good memory,
0: right? That's right. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's what they tell me. But the two new ones are, is there one gun in your arsenal, which is probably really small from your videos. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there one gun that there's a little bitty part of you that is embarrassed to say you own that gun?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, actually, that one's pretty easy, but it 's not one I purchased, so uh, i 'm off the hook it 's a uh, high point <laughs> I know, it's a pistol <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you might recall from the uh video the i guess that was last summer we had the youtuber gathering uh with you know Tim from the military channel. Fate of Destiny, uh, uh, 22 Plainster, 10 Outdoors 9, I'm not I leave anybody out. Uh, John, of course, my son. 22 who? Yeah, who? That, yeah, weirdo. Uh, shoots 22s, nothing else but. Oh,
0: you know. uh, why would anybody do that? I don't
2: know. He's kind of funny. <laughs> He's got a quirk about him, but <laughs> after we had that, they uh, – Uh, We we had a little bit of a party that day and everything, and, of course, we were the hosts, so they were uh, thinking they would do something nice for me, and I don't know how nice that was, but... uh they signed a high point pistol and gave it to me. He signed what, it. Uh, what
0: that's a, what makes it awesome because he can't get rid of it now. Yeah, what a prized
2: possession. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know it will end up in a pawn shop somewhere. Don't tell anybody.
0: I don't know.
1: Maybe a charity auction. Uh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> you that know? would be a good excuse. To it's ruined though. Uh, it's got twenty two plinks. You could written save on it. face. You could get rid of it at the same time and save face. <laughs> well,
0: it's, that's it's, right. It's like this box of ammo that he signed. I've been trying to give it away, and people say, "No, we don't want that." One. <laughs> that's right. You got thought, one that hadn't been signed. Is that what they said? I that was supposed to go to somebody. <laughs> no, not that one yet. Yeah. No, we're just kidding, Blinkster. We, you know we love you. Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we tolerate him, right? It's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: And then the other one, uh, the other one is any gun out there that's available right now on your list, your want list, what is the top of your list? Oh man, realistic want yeah. list or fantasy want list? It could be fantasy too. I mean, let's, let's do both. Let's do fantasy and then we'll do realistic. Oh, There's okay. so many, I, actually I, I have one. I was, I was thinking I did not.
2: Uh, actually I do. Uh, you know, I, I am really, really fortunate that I, I do have a lot of firearms and I've been able to get a hold of a lot of my favorite firearms so i'm not walking around wishing i had a different gun normally there is a firearm i would like to have a an 1861 springfield you know muzzle loading you know rifle musket Mm -hmm. uh, from the civil war either a replica which you know you can get any time a good replica those suckers run around thousand dollars you know get Mm -hmm. a good replica even but I would really like to have uh, an original, you know, one that's mm-hmm. in, in, and I've looked here and there, they're just hard to find that where they're not five or $6,000, right. uh, but I, it'd be cool to find one that was shootable, but in pretty good shape, 58 caliber uh, musket that was actually used, you know, made in 1861, 62, and was probably used mm-hmm. and uh, still shootable. That.
1: Yeah, nice. that'd be cool i bet you might be able to throw that out there and uh, offer maybe some time on your
0: range so you might <laughs> he'd, he'd have it, somebody actually. show up the next day yeah, really. <laughs> Here you <go>. here's two <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: have to activate those automatic uzis on the roof you know so what's the uh what's the dream the dream
2: gun oh the dream gun that might be it i don't know uh you yeah, know an mp5 would be nice you know a dream gun dream gun full auto <laughs> yeah oh yeah mp5 full auto oh,
1: okay yeah i, mean, I still I mean, want my mini
2: gun no i don't really have yeah, I, I don't have a desire for some things that a lot of people do like a mini gun i mean it might be fun to touch one off sometime but uh, in terms of a gun that i actually have i could walk out and shoot it and you know a realistic yeah. firearm maybe an mp5 you
0: yeah. don't like spending a thousand dollars in 10 seconds <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's the
0: problem with that
1: wow go up to that range in kentucky what's it called uh, Knob Creek? Knob Creek. Knob Creek yes. yeah. Why can't I ever remember
2: that? Knob yeah. Creek. Get you a bottle of Knob Creek whiskey and just set it on the table <laughs> so you can remember. <laughs> just yeah. Bourbon, I guess it is, right?
0: There's another question I came up with specifically for you being YouTube guy. Okay. Is there like a YouTube channel that when they release new videos you are looking forward to watching?
2: I wish I could get around more than I do. I uh, <laughs> uh, Tim from the military channel, I usually catch his. Uh, I try to keep track of him. Um, Military Arms Channel, Military Arms Channel, yeah. And then uh, beyond that, I just bounce around. I usually catch you know Plinksters and uh, Ten Outdoors Nine. Again, partly I know them, you know, friends and everything. I like keep up with what they're doing. Um, Well, it's
0: fun to find stuff to make fun of them on, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's
2: fun to make fun of them. You're right. I'd really look for specific guns more than, you know, uh, there are certain people I like what they do. I just, uh, I'm so busy managing what we're doing. When I get up in the morning, it's several hours just going through the mail. Oh, I can imagine. and, And comments in the mail and answering and uh, managing that. And then in, in a couple more hours, I got to get back to it because it's piled up again. So it's that kind right. of deal. I don't have time to just browse and load up videos and, and watch them most of the time. How
1: much yeah. mail would you say you get in any given day? Well,
2: counting the, the emails that come to me through comments, it's hundreds, five or six hundred. And then the, the messages that I am expected to answer or I try to answer you know, in private messages, it's probably uh, yeah, maybe 150, something like that.
0: So Hickok, there's one more thing we want to talk about before we get into reloading and we know we missed a birthday of yours here recently, yeah. but this is kind of some belated gifts we got for you.
2: Uh-oh. Terminal, and, uh Oh, drumroll, please! Oh, a yes. live female? What's this?
0: You know, first of all, uh-oh. we got you a couple of cigars. Oh. Uh, one my favorite, which, oh. favorite, <laughs> my favorite, Forvert. my favorite, which is the Tarano, and then the other one I got just because it's called an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't be all bad. Yeah. Well thank you guys so You were talking about Uzis earlier today well, I appreciate it
0: And then One of these is actually For John So make sure he okay. gets it These are both The network we're on Firearms Radio Network Just all stick right. Right. okay.
2: Stick wherever you want Or Thank you. My forehead. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. And, and then. Oh, no. The, the Talking Way
0: uh, yeah, hat. hat. Oh, Infamous. Man. That is the hat. All right. Well, thank the, you. The, the dreaded or happy <laughs> hat, wait, whatever. That, you won't, th-
2: that won't fit my dog. You got a smaller <laughs> one? No, thank you. That, that should fit your big melon. Yeah, really. Oh, I've got a big one. There's more. This, this camouflage one, so nobody will see it.
0: This one, TN Outdoors 9 gave me a hard time about zombie max ammo. Uh huh. And consistently <laughs> so, gives me a hard time about it. So no, he's going to dump it I, off on I, you. I, yeah. see, I see multiple posts in guys of him a present on Twitter and you Facebook re-gift, regifting it. On. No, what what happened was is he he he, he, just he scarred it. me emotionally, and I can't even have it in my house now. So, <laughs> I, you know, I figured I'd gift you some uh, forty caliber uh z max ammo there oh no
2: zombie to, rounds. to
0: utilize zombie Zombie rounds. rounds.
2: these aren't the hand load. these aren't 10 no. outdoors nine zombie and then, rounds.
1: No, those Well, are here, just, here's here's the okay. purpose behind those because we've got you some targets
2: oh,
0: to shoot okay. with those oh uh, okay. so we took a little break and now we're back up and i brought up the uh birthday targets for Hickok 45 and tn outdoors nine gave us his you didn't birthday. throw it up to the camera hold on oh gotcha so, so T and Outdoors Nine, hold it up to the camera there, Hickok. Gave us his his age, oh, see, but there according, go, forty-eight. <laughs> according to Hickok, eighty-four is not right. So yeah, T, so, T Outdoors Nine, so I mean what is just
1: dyslexic? Got a forty-eight. So now you can take that zombie max ammo <laughs> and, and you can s- you can set cupcakes. those cupcakes up strategically on the range and go and to town, blow them to heck, <laughs> feed feed uh, the birdies. Have you uh, have you shot cupcakes yet? I don't think. I hear have. they make a pretty good explosion. So I
2: don't think 40. we have. We'll have to check with John. See so he can get that on the agenda,
0: <laughs> on the
2: recording schedule. Uh, and all be. that
0: stuff was actually not just from us. That was from us, T and Outdoors Dine and Twenty Two Plinkster. Uh, when I said fun. we. We got all this stuff We you. We, we all put it together. And hey, you it. boys...
2: Those guys are sick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so happens I brought you guys gifts. What? okay It's not even your birthday, right? Not, don't ask today. me why I brought you a gift. We I mean, were joking guys, about paying guys, to be on the show. You guys should have to pay me $10,000 to even sit here, <laughs> An right? An hour, I know it. right? <laughs> no, but since both of you are sort of a converts, I brought <laughs> okay. a, a Zeke, I brought you a magazine for Block oh, wow. 19, man. Wow,
0: nice.
1: Now that you get it back in your possession. You know? <laughs> yeah, now that I actually and have it. And I did. brought you one for your sub-2000.
2: Oh
0: wow. man. Nice. There you go. Awesome.
3: man. thank you, Hickok. I have Thanks, a couple lectures of those, so awesome.
2: uh, I thought I'd just pass those on.
0: That is very nice of you.
2: Everybody should have lots should of
1: magazines.
0: Yes. They should. Yeah. Definitely You can should.
1: never have too many magazines.
0: That was So now we nice need to it. take
1: these out on your range and, <laughs> try and use them, them.
0: Left hand is all about your range, isn't <laughs> they, it?
1: They work. <laughs> I'm doing everything but embodying myself in <laughs> <laughs> <at> your range.
0: <laughs> well, uh, thanks for the cigars, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my yeah, wife I'll will enjoy like those. It. and uh, <laughs> no, I will enjoy those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Tarano I got before our wedding, I got something to give to my father-in-law and brother-in-law and... Uh, I love that thing ever since I went to the cigar shop in Nashville He recommended it to me And it's a really good cigar oh, yeah. I, I know nothing about the Uzi Except for it says My Uzi weighs a ton oh, really? <laughs> So that's all I know about it
2: Yeah, Can't be bad Anything no. called Uzi. If exactly. it
1: explodes, it's not my fault.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll oh, check God. it for a cigar loads. i trap yeah. check trapped. it for gunpowder. <laughs> hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby.
0: So our jack wagon of the week this week. Well, was just going to be one, but I read something today that I'm going to add the other one to. You want to take that first one?
1: Yeah, there was an app created that people can go, and I think it's free. I don't think it It is free. Any. I actually it's,
0: downloaded it just to see what it was all about, see if I was on there. You're on
1: there. I looked you up. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Am I really? Yeah, I looked you up. I'm on there too. No. Yep, I am. But what sure. it is is it's an app to where you can download it to your phone. Anybody can do this, and they can look up anybody in the United States who has a... Gun license, license to carry. They're calling
0: it the Irresponsible Gun Owners. (laughs) What it is is basically you can go on the app and it's it's for anti-gun people. So if they drive by, if they know where Hickok 45 lives, and they drive by his house and pull up the map, they can go, irresponsible gun owner. And all of a sudden, it's in that app for good, and if anybody's driving around and sees it, they're going to be like, a irresponsible gun owner lives right there. So the people populate it by saying... Well, maybe I'm getting these here. apps confused, because the yeah. one
1: that I was looking at was, there's a website you can go to, you can put in the person's name, and it will tell
0: you... Oh no! Whether that, they, that's another one. That's the one that Arson Tony was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. But this okay, one, this yeah, this is yeah, that one. This yeah. one's different. A, a University of California lecturer, Brett Stahlbaum, released it. Do you want to say the name of it? Of the well, actually, I think it'd be good to say Geo the name of it. Marker, yeah. That I mean, way, if you, you find out you're on there, you can kind of combat this. But it's called Gun Geo Marker is the name of the app, and it's pretty pathetic. What this
1: is doing is this is giving access not only to the gun grabbers, which is the least of our worries, it's giving criminals access to where they can go and get guns now. Well, you know, it's just so, this is so irresponsible of these jackwagons right. to be yeah. posting this kind of information. Well, not
0: only that, anybody can do it to anybody. So if you're ticked they, off at somebody on yeah, the corner, they right. may not even own a they gun. They don't verify you can go, the data. The irresponsible gun owner. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. So Brett Stahlbaum, you're a jackwagon for releasing this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one. This one I got to preface because I don't want anybody to think that we're saying anything that is uh, anti-gay at all. But what I am frustrated with and ticked off about. Easy trigger. Where are you? <laughs> you'll hear <laughs> lady gaga last weekend
1: <laughs> lady gaga she
0: took our national anthem and at the end land of the free and the home of the brave she said home for the gays i'm not saying anything about that's not the national anthem though i'm not she, saying anything about the thing it ticks me off when i hear people at an atlanta game and the home of the braves that ticks me off hmm. it's our national anthem you don't change it right no matter what you what change it, it to Wow. it has nothing to do with the content of what she changed it to it has to do with that's our national anthem you do not change it so lady gaga you're jack i wagon. was wondering when it was going to happen but you're now on the jack wagon train
2: she <laughs> <laughs> love pop culture oh you're exactly right if you're a friend My of the phone. second amendment you're a friend of ours it is, you know really yeah. Yeah. Right? exactly you know, who you are well, if you're if you're supporting the bill of rights you're a buddy of mine
0: absolutely Second Amendment is well said,
2: birthday boy. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) My mic works this week. I gotta you know think before I speak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This week the subject matter is reloading. We've had a lot of people requesting this. We even had a guy that gave us a a four star review on iTunes. Or hand loading, hand loading, whatever. Aka hand loading. He gave us a four star review. Said he'd give us a five star if we actually have that reloading show.
1: We'll be watching to see if (laughs) that happens. Yeah, I'm going to watch that thing.
0: I don't remember your name, but I'm going to watch.
1: Uh, It puts a lot of pressure on me, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you are the quote-unquote expert. Uh, But one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about types of loads, different things that could feasibly get us into a mess of...
1: Oh, hell, you never know what we're going to talk about. Well, it's going to be a responsible show. Yeah.
0: So. so this is going to be more on the machines, getting started, different types of actual bullets you can put in the cartridge, cost savings, etc. But
1: do you know do you know the history behind hand-loading, Hickok? Uh, uh,
0: now, there you go, asking the very right <laughs> off the bat something <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, well, well, I think it goes back it all to goes way back, one of yeah. your videos of where, you know, the press and everything was the actual gun, and you just... Know, everything was loaded in the gun yeah you could uh,
2: argue that uh, the uh, i guess first Muskets. reloaders were anybody who had a percussion uh, revolver i don't think any of the flintlock revolvers you know um, had well no they didn't because there were no real flintlock revolvers uh, that was pretty stupid wasn't it? but none of the, the uh it wasn't until we actually had revolvers you know that they started putting the lever under right. the barrel and being able to reload uh, you know that way so so yeah anybody who fired, owned, and uh, shot a uh, percussion revolver, like an 1860, 1851
1: Mm -hmm. Navy. What even goes even prior to that with those big blunder, what are they called, blunder buses or... Well, yeah, you could
2: argue anything that yeah, fired that, a bullet, a muzzle loader. You you're kind of reloading. Put powder you're, in and light
1: it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Your your cartridge. You don't have a cartridge case. Your chamber is your case, pretty much. You know? Right. So you're putting powder in, and maybe some wadding of some sort, and then uh, nails or shot or a glass, ball, oh, a glass yeah, <laughs> or something. So you're you're kind of reloading <laughs> that. Yeah. That would be the earliest <laughs> points, I guess. Yeah and and then even the early uh, cartridges i know cowboys you know people they would re- recharge them on the, on the trail you know with hand tools mhm and, and I think Lee still makes a lot of that kind of stuff where you can do one at a time, with a, even without a press. It's hard, but you can you know get one done. But I've not done that much. I started out with right. a single-stage press. We're going
0: to talk about modern-day yeah, yeah. reloading. So speaking of single-stage, what's okay. the difference between the single-stage and the progressive presses? Okay, the
2: okay, well, single-stage is what I started out on in 1974. I guess it was, 73 or 74. And that's where you, um, you just have... You know one die goes into it at a time, and you you generally the in terms of the way the operation works you get i would get around a hundred rounds sometimes two hundred i think most people probably did lots of fifty, but I've always been you know a volume shooter even when I was using a single stage press, so you get all your brass there stacked standing on the table you got your generally if it's already been fired, you put in your die to decap that brass, so you got it screwed into the press okay. So you put each case in, push the lever down, it pushes it up, and it decaps the the case and maybe bells the mouth too. But it, So then you take that one out, set it down, get another one, put it on the press, and do the same thing with it. So you're you're doing each thing you know one at a time. And so you do all 50 or all 100 of those cases. You decap each one of them. And then you take that die out, put another die in. And then you either you know bell the mouth or you resize it. Uh, first thing you do actually is resize the first stage. The pencil has done is resize it and decap it. Take the old primer out. Yeah. And then you bell the mouth and then you put each one in individually again and put powder in it and set it back down. That's one reason you see the little loading trays. Mm-hmm. I never did use them. I was just careful and set them on the table. But there's little loading trays. Once you get powder in it, you set it down in that, and it's not likely to so turn over. it
1: over. Okay.
2: But uh, see so that's single stage. You know. And and when it's time to seat the bullet you got powder in all those cases okay start over put the seating die in and Set that thing on there, put the bullet on it, seat the bullet, you know, and it's ready to go. Of course, we primed it, too, in one of those steps. So put it in the bins, ready to shoot. But you got to go through each round the same way. And with progressive presses, there's a couple of different kinds. And uh, now I'm a, I'm a Dillon guy. I've had Lee progressives, and now I've had Dillon for about 20 years. I know that Hornady and, and most of the major companies make some sort of – RCBS. Some sort of, RCBS, mm-hmm. yeah. some sort of uh, uh, progressive press. Some of them, I don't know if they're still in like that or not, where you, you just – they're kind of a single stage but you, you turn the top turret to the next die all the dies are there and you just change the dies around it's a little different but generally your progressive your automatic press involves you, you got all those stations set up you know your first die is going to resize it and decap it at this point and then at the next stage as it revolves around it's going to bell the mouth and actually put the powder in okay and then the next step is where you're going to uh what are you doing Seating the bullet you know, and of course, the primer at the first step. But it's doing, every you time you pull the handle, you're doing all those bullet, things. What do you mean when you say seating Seating the bullet is when you set the bullet on the case and seats it to the proper depth. I mean, you've got all the dies gotcha. are set. You, you know, it takes a little while to get that set up. Looks I know nothing
1: about reloading. So no. this, this is going to be
2: very educational. It, yeah, without the visual, of course. And uh, we well, got a few videos about on Well, visual. You've got videos. Yeah, we've got a few videos on it. I haven't done it extensively. I, as I said over and over, I can't. Don't really have time to be the reloading guru. It's a it's a hobby and a big endeavor in and of itself. Well, I would think and it's somebody's fun. been
1: doing it since 1974. You're yeah, it, you and it's probably fun. consider yourself a guru.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> in terms of answering questions all day about it, you know, I, I couldn't do the other things we do, right. but because there's so much, it, it's not that hard. But then again, there's a lot to it. But the progressive, the cool thing about it is every time you pull the handle. You have a round once you get it going. And all your dies are already set, you know, to decap and charge, decay, seat the bullet, and all that kind of thing. Uh, so every time it turns on its own or the, the 550Bs I use, the Dillons, you actually index it with your hand, which I prefer. I have more control over it. But a mm-hmm. lot of the of the 650 Dillon and some of the other presses actually uh, index themselves. But once you get all the dies set, those work fine, too. And uh, they're not as complicated as they appear. I always point out if you're if you're a bull in a china shop kind of person, maybe you shouldn't get into reloading. But if you have, so I'm a, not going to reload. <laughs> but if you have the capacity, uh, you know, to be careful and you know, if you're messing with guns, you know, hopefully you have that capacity to be safe and, right. and be thoughtful and be deliberate. Then just take your time, and you can even with a progressive. Uh, it's not out of the question to actually start out with a progressive. Right. It really is not, uh, particularly with pistol rounds. As long as you're careful and you get everything set and you know your limitations, and if you ever think something wasn't exactly right, you check that round, you back up. I have a box I usually keep. it If, if, if I even have a shadow of a doubt that something might have gone wrong, or that, I'm not sure powder went into that, I'm not sure that worked. If that round comes out and it goes into my test box or a box where I pull the bullet but once you get cranking you just don't have much of that now for rifle rounds if you're a precision shooter let me say that if you uh, your thing is going to the range and and shooting it through 300 yards and trying to get the tightest groups you possibly can get you know with your whatever it is your 6 millimeter, or your 308 Whatever you're, you're uh, you're that kind of guy. You're you're really nerdy about that, man. You're you're not getting a, an inch group at 200 yards. You want to cry. You know if you're that kind of person. <laughs> yeah, and, and people listening will, will know that the, that's what they're thinking probably. You know I don't want any part of a progressive. But there's two schools of thought on that too. Once you get your die set and you get your uh, some powder that meters well and everything, it's not like it's going to be inaccurate even in a rifle. Right. You, gotcha. you know, I mean, so you're kind
1: of getting into this yeah. question: is why reload? Why would somebody? want to yeah. get into reloading well, why should they get into
2: reloading? i'll tell you those, those people i'm just talking about one reason they get into it is to to generally get more accuracy because they're in total control of their load they can weigh it out if you are that person that's trying to get a an inch group at a thousand yards or whatever you know those people will sort their brass they'll make sure every piece of brass they'll weigh their brass they'll sort it they'll measure it And the powder, they make sure they're using the same lot of powder and the bullets. And, you know, you, I mean, you're basically doing a better job than the factory because you're hands-on with every little thing. You can be as as anal about as you want to be, see, where they don't necessarily do that at the factory. So you could actually put together some more accurate ammo. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That way you really can. But, of course, the main reason people get into reloading, probably most people, is to to save a little money. Right.
1: And this is several of our listeners have posted this is, I mean, what are the cost savings really? I mean, what, I, what are you looking at, you know, as far as cost-wise? And I'm sure it depends on what yeah. you're reloading too, doesn't it?
2: Oh, it does. Uh, it, it definitely does. And, and of course, the, the old joke is you won't save anything because you'll shoot a lot more i mean and that's really the truth that's the truth you'll just load more ammo and shoot more and if anything it'll cost you more Uh, but now per round it won't okay Uh, generally speaking i think the the figure people most people throw around is in general with pistol ammo at least if you're reloading and you've got your brass you're saving your brass. you're not buying brass everything right you save around 50 percent on it basically that's That's kind of a ballpark figure yeah. and, it, and it depends on the caliber and, and what you're sh- what you're loading whether you're buying uh, full metal jacket bullets what you're having to pay for them or you're loading cast bullets cast bullets tend to be a little bit less of course if you're casting your own bullets you're saving a ton because mm-hmm. your bullet is a huge expense
1: talk about what casting is yeah
2: casting is just you know taking lead melting it and using molds i've done that right. um uh, I've done it with black powder balls and, and uh, with 44 caliber bullets, 357 bullets. I, I haven't done that in a long time. Take, it's very time-consuming, and if you shoot a lot, you, know, you wouldn't really have time to do both. Right. And there are more people casting bullets now. You, know, you can go anywhere online and find bullets already cast, already, you know cast bullets, made lead bullets. Right. And, uh, for example, I bought uh, some bullets at the gun show where I ran into you characters. <laughs> I, I found some 147-grain 9mm bullets, which is my favorite to load. For planking. I used to use that load uh, weight bullet in competition a lot, and and uh, hard to find. Uh, these were they're plated bullets, but I paid sixty nine dollars, I think it was, yeah, for five hundred. I bought three boxes, so so you, you got to figure your cost. I I have a little spreadsheet I can run, and, and anybody can do that if you know anything else. We can use a calculator, but for example, I <laughs> think that's paper. what I've got in there, yeah. And, I, and
0: for those of you that are new yeah. to firearms, the bullet. Is yeah. just the metal projectile that comes out of the cartridge. That's not the full cartridge. So don't think he got a bunch of. Uh, uh, he got five hundred rounds for sixty-five bucks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's actually just the metal projectile that comes yeah. out of the cartridge.
2: Just the bullet. Yeah. When yeah, actually, yeah, to be technically correct, when someone says bullet, that's what they're talking or should be talking about. Right. Uh, we we tend to use in the in the business, we tend to say <laughs> bullet heads sometimes to make it more clear. But yeah, just the bullet, the projectile. Just to
1: differentiate.
2: Yeah. So for a thousand of those, for example, I paid. Uh, about $150 with tax and everything and so on my little spreadsheet I can put that in and I always figure per thousand and so anybody can do this of course just figure out whatever you're paying for for your components uh, whatever you're paying for your bullets How many? what are you paying for a, a thousand of them and then primers come in a generally a box of a thousand I think they're running about 40 bucks now I haven't bought any for so long because I had some so I got about 150 in those thousand bullets I got say 40 bucks in a thousand primers powder generally speaking a pound of powder will load this is really a rough ballpark but about a thousand rounds depending on how many grains per load you know like if you're using there's seven thousand grains in a pound of powder so say you're using seven grains per round that'd be a thousand rounds you get out of that but you generally you're not using that much powder it depends on the bolt and what you're doing but anyway it gives you a ballpark uh Pound of powder is running between twenty twenty five bucks if you're not buying in big bulk and big canisters. So I, I just plugged in twenty five dollars there to load those nines. I bought Saturday. I've got hundred fifty in uh, the thousand bullets. I got forty bucks, let's say, in the primers. Twenty five in the powder that I'll use, and uh, that run. That means those are going to cost me. And I've got brass twenty two cents per round is what those will cost me. Hmm and here it says on the spreadsheet and I know my formulas are correct. So per <laughs> box is $10.75 per thousand is 215. Uh now 10.75 about 2 3 years ago when you could find 9mm right. in a lot of places for about that price you'd right. have to ask yourself should I even reload? And a lot of people were not reloading 9mm for that reason. You go to Walmart, mm-hmm. get
1: your Target ammo <laughs> yeah. for you get nine nine ninety nine of course like
2: the bullets weren't quite as high either because all the all the components and everything has gone up so you mm-hmm. could probably at that time have reloaded them for maybe seven fifty or eight and then uh, you might have found them that's for
1: true yeah yeah so all your reloaded stuff it's all gone up to. and
2: it depends on your sources and what kind of bulk you buy things in I've always bought things in large bulk whenever I could I bought yeah. like five when I order cast bullets I order them like five thousand of them usually from Oregon trail or somebody
0: now you were talking about different powders that you get i've heard that different ones are better than others like there's some that are actual solid cylinders and then there's some that are flakes and yeah there
2: are there are a lot of different and and i i definitely not an expert in all that the uh there yeah, you know, some flowers are more flaky it, it depends on whether it's a rifle powder mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a fast burning powder a slow burning powder oh, man so it mean, gets the, in depth. smokeless that. powder now you know you got basically two giant categories you know black powder and then smokeless powder and there are literally probably thousands of different brands and types of smokeless wow. powder some of it's very fast burning for example you know for the sake of your listeners you know that are not familiar with this at all there are some powders, like I when I started loading 45 ACP back in about 74, I, I used Bullseye, which was very popular, Bullseye powder, and it only took about, my gosh, I think it was like Three grains or something was a standard load. It was a very small amount of powder in that 45 case. You, you could almost look in the case and not see the powder. Wow. So you'd be really careful, hmm. you know, not to, to, if you double charged, you might not even know it. So you'd be really careful. I, now just a little tip what I like to do, uh, I mean, you're going to be really careful. Your powder measures are going to be set, all that. But still, it takes a little bit of that risk out of it if you're using a powder that where a double charge would take it right to the top of the case or run over or something you would obviously see. Right. Think about that cuz double charge you're not going to do a charge and a half. Right. You're not going to do a charge in a quarter. Let's think about the way the presses work.
0: Gotcha. If you make
2: a big mistake there, you're going to have no powder in it or you're going to do a double charge most likely. And it's always cool if that double charge spills over. And you can visually see yeah, that uh, nice. But 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 then again, you got to you want to use a powder that that you like and uh, that you can get and that is uh, recommended maybe for the caliber. Just be careful.
1: Talk oh, about what yeah. all you need. Mm-hmm. Like the bullets, mm-hmm. the primers, the brass, the powder, the press. I don't have a list, but uh,
2: up front, I would say uh, if you go to some of the uh, the websites like Lyman, uh, Dillon, uh, Lee, Hornady, uh, RCBS, you know, there's great information there. And and also in terms of loads, you know, you can. Uh, I've got old manuals I use, but you can buy Lyman. Really, they're uh, famous for their reloading manuals. Mm-hmm. But most of the powder companies, if not all of them. They have this information online now. If you look up accurate arms powder, which I use whatever it is, uh, Hercules Unique or Alliant powders, online they'll they'll have the recommended loads by bullet type and bullet weight. It right. gives you it gives you a, a generally a starting load and a maximum load and that sort of thing. So the information's out there. All
0: the measurements and
2: Yeah, and all you can that. never just say, Oh, let's use a little of this and a little of that. You
0: know? <laughs> so, Boom. I was on Bass Pro Shops today uh on their website looking up some of the reloading equipment and some of them Lyman Hornady and RCBS I think even dylan mm-hmm. they have starter kits and the majority of those have starter kits that come with the book yeah that tells you all the different weights and loads mm-hmm. and what all you're supposed to do and um, and
2: that's a question I get uh, uh quite a, a bit when I do get a reloading question and it's just I just again don't have time maybe I could do a video on on that but is what do you need to get started Yeah, mm-hmm. you know and you know, just a quick rundown. I leave stuff out, but you need your dies, you need your press, of course, whatever press you're going to use, but the dies for the caliber. Right. And when you order a press, obviously you're going to order the die set with it. Then you need, uh, there's a lot of little things that are nice to have, uh, like a powder trickler, Uh, You want a powder measure of some kind. A lot of people use the electronic powder measures now. I'm still using the old balance beam style. I've had (laughs) since 74. It works fine. And uh, something to measure with it. uh, It's your
0: balance of justice. Yeah, really.
1: (laughs) And, and for the cap, there's a little thing that you use for your primers. So there's a yeah, there'll be something with the some press. kind a of little tool that you use. Oh, to, flip them over. Yeah, yeah, then, those are handy. And then that little thing that you
2: <laughs> yeah, a primer tray. I've got two or three of those. A primer tray and then that you, you stick. get them in there. And then the sticks. It depends on what what kind of system you're using. Yeah, right. your primer tubes. Primer tubes. And uh, and then of course primers, bullets, powder, and there's not a lot of extra things. Really,
1: your. Press it sounds comes like you're going to have a chunk of change you to are. get started
0: some of these kits that I saw, they were ranging just just the press, one set of dies, the book, mm-hmm. all the different accessories for mm-hmm. the press itself run anywhere from three hundred to six and seven hundred for a full start yeah. kit. But then you're not getting the powder or the right. bullets or exactly. the brass or any of the other so, stuff I mean, you're so, gonna exactly. you're gonna
1: start off with a curve where, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be a point to where when you start off it's gonna be more expensive, but then with, you know, fifty percent on average savings. Right, it's going to pay for itself. Oh, it will, especially and if you've been doing it since 1974, huh? Yeah, definitely, uh,
2: definitely. I've loaded thousands, and and plus, it's a hobby. You know, you really uh, once you get into it, kind of an art form, you won't look it? at it as, as what you're saving. Really, I don't even think about that. It's 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 a it's another endeavor in in the shooting world. That's fun. It right. really is. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. It's very rewarding. I, I know people that, that reload. They'll tell you, I just soon almost reload as shoot. I mean no. really it's just it's just there's something really satisfying about it and assembling your own ammunition
0: creating It's, it's kind of yeah. like every time we have him on we get into these firearm <laughs> zen moments last time it was like we clean our guns yeah. and that's our zen moment now it's like reloading could be that for us. Well.
2: Now you can get in cheap it's like everything else and it would be best to study it and look and, and actually go to somebody and watch them reload yeah. uh, ideally because you can get a single-stage low-end press and everything you need for one price, two or three hundred dollars or something. But then you get started right away. Oh, this is great! I'm loading my own ammo, but ooh, slow. Then you visit somebody's house that has a Dillon Progressive, and you're thinking, oh man, <laughs> you know, facepalm. Why didn't I get one of those <laughs> yeah. for two more hundred? You know, assembly yeah. so, line. Yeah, so you really want to study it, and uh, and you're almost better off to save up a few more bucks before you get into it. Just word to the wise.
0: We had a listener. Ask us on Facebook. He's wanting to start reloading, but he's wanting to get a machine that can handle 40, 223, 556. And hopefully, twelve gauge, three point five inch. Is that possible, or is he looking at two machines instead of just one?
2: Okay, he wanted to load those those uh, pistol and rifle caliber and
0: twelve gauge. You yes. say yep.
2: I'm not aware of any presses that will do shotgun shells okay. along with uh, rifle and pistol.
0: That you're more you are, are there shotgun kind. presses? Oh yeah, okay. oh,
2: yes, yeah. Gotcha. They're, they're all now with shotgun presses. Depending on how much he's going to load. Uh, you can get those uh, more reasonably, really, I would say. I've got a MEC, MEC, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the standard for those, although Dylan makes some hot shot, I think, progressive shotgun reloader for a lot of bucks if you're you know competing at the skeet ranges or something. But MEC has uh, six or eight. Uh, different levels you can go to their website that, that's what i i bought I, I bought an h&k or a benelli shotgun back in 89 it didn't like uh, field loads that's the only reason i started loading because i couldn't just go buy shotgun shells anywhere to shoot in i just wanted field loads for competition and uh, so i had to load my load was just a little bit warmer it, it just had to have a little bit warmer round, but i didn't want high brass expensive stuff to compete with and so that's the only reason i got into it and it's really not hard at all but you can get a press that will load rifle rounds and pistol rounds the the Dillon's the the 550B will do both of those Dillon for example makes uh, what is that the they've got a uh, they're kind of their entry level progressive press i forget the model number the junior or something it's a great press for a, a pistol round but it uses a different die you you'd want to think through before you got that one but a lot of people have it and like it but you can't load rifle rounds on it once you get to the five fifty though, you can load anything and it uses all standard dyes. Sure.
1: Do you know the cost difference between the two? I
2: think it's having priced them for a long time. It yeah. used to be about hundred and fifty dollars difference, something like that. This gets
1: into another one of our listeners, Richard J. Mm-hmm. Uh basically he was asking and you you addressed it uh, for the most part there. It says right now all I shoot is nine millimeter and my wife shoots forty is there a different level style of press you would recommend for a beginner if they only are doing handguns versus handguns and rifles Mm -hmm. versus only reloading for rifles? So you're taught, you just kind of right there. Yeah. You could
2: get that lower end. and, And again, I don't mean to just tout Dylan, uh, but, uh, that's the one I'm most familiar with. And, uh,
1: I would get that 550, yeah. the one you're the, talking about. Then that way you're not mm-hmm. limited and That's you decide right. you want to do rifle And ice. you're more
2: likely to be able to use dies that you might find somewhere at a yard yeah. sale or, or any dies that you, you right. want
1: to or, and it oh, might and load tails? a rifle round, you know. It, it will load rifle. I mean, you see people on the internet all the time getting out of the reloading and selling their, you know, their equipment yeah. for dirt cheap. So
2: that's true. It's it's out there. I load 4570 on a Dillon Progressive. That tells you anything <laughs> about what a redneck I am. I mean, I, when I load them, I crank them out, and uh, there. It's it's funny. I can go from nine millimeter on that same press. Uh, well, I got two of them, but the same, you know, same model. Yeah. And you know, I'm
1: cranking those big forty five seventy rounds with so a 400 got, grain bullet. You know? You've got one set up for a specific kind of, and then you've got another, so you don't have to be change them out. And uh, yeah, I, it's a luxury. I have two of them, so
2: that I don't have to change out the primer feeder, because uh, you know some rounds require a large pistol or large primer, and others require a small primer. So I never have to change out my primer feeders.
0: We have a listener that uh, wanted to know if you spray ballast on your reloading dies to prevent rust
2: uh yeah actually i do yeah. actually I, do. I, lub- nice. I lubricate my uh, presses with it i sure do
0: also the same guy michael j wants to know if you know when the primer ferry is going to visit north america again
2: huh. <laughs> 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 no i really don't uh i was fortunate to have some stocked up i've not really shopped for it. i although at, at gun shows and places i have been lately i i'm thinking i've seen primers uh, in most configurations uh, Small pistol, large pistol. Um, I, it just depends on, I guess, where people live. I th- think I'm seeing primers I, where I'm not shopping for them. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I'm seeing most of the of the thing. Now, it's not cheap. You see some high prices on them at times.
0: What about reloading brass that's you've already reloaded once and shot again? Is that possible? Does it put stress on the brass? Or?
2: For your average pistol round, it's, it's really not uh, the problem. There's not much stress on on the brass. Over time, some of them will stretch a little bit, and you might have to trim them. I rarely encounter that. Uh, I have a lot of brass uh, in, in all my calibers, and I just, the way I operate is if one gets to where it doesn't fit It won't go into the shell plate smoothly or it acts up at all. I look at it and toss it. I just throw it away. But it's really rare that that you have to do that. Uh, There's not that much pressure with your 45 ACP, 40, you know, 9, all all that. If you get a bad piece of brass, throw it away is what I do.
0: Now, along those same lines, and I may say this word wrong, but Matt W. writes, correct me if I'm wrong, annealing, A-N-N-E-A-L-I-N-G? Yeah,
2: that has to do with with heating, I think heat treating the, the brass and and, uh, is it something about shooting them
0: it. X amount of times to relieve the stress in the case mouth?
2: Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm not as familiar with that. One thing I have really never gotten into is loading necked cases. Okay. Uh, again, I, I, I'm a, kind of a volume shooter. I've always shot a lot, and if it's a rifle round— which it's probably going to be if it's a necked case, you know, unless it's a three fifty seven SIG or something like that, Forty four forty. I just don't shoot enough of them. One reason I got into right. military rifles uh, years ago and enjoyed them, a lot of reasons. But, you know, you could find surplus ammo, and there's lots of ammo around. And, you know, how much are you going to shoot? You know, why why reload AK-47 rounds, you know? and right. Even .223 in the past, now it's gotten so expensive it makes some sense. But a rifle cartridge, for one thing, a rifle cartridge is it does require, I think, a little more precision. You've got higher pressures, generally going for more accuracy, maybe. Uh, so it's a little more delicate and, and just requires maybe a little more precision. And that's just never been a part of my game. And then loading, resizing a necked case, it's a little more ticklish. I, I just let other people do that. So that's kind of what that one's getting into. What gotcha. about
1: um, subsonic rounds? In, in Loading subsonic rounds? Or? Yeah. I mean, is yeah. that something advisable? or?
2: Well, you can do that. Uh, it, it it depends uh, on the caliber and, and what it requires to do it, you know, if it's going to function the gun. For example, I load 147-grain uh, 9mm rounds, as I was saying earlier. And those are just by definition subsonic because right. when you get a bullet that heavy, you're only going to be able to get enough powder in there and push it to a uh, basically a subsonic right. load. So, so uh, when we have people come by with suppressors in nine mm it's it's nice because I usually have some of that loaded up for it. Yeah.
1: The reason I'm asking is I'm trying to get into the three hundred blackout. Yeah. yeah, and my only hesitation right now is the lack of ammo, and that's mm-hmm. the reason why I'm considering getting into reloading. Yeah. Is just just for the the 300 blackout at this point yeah
2: yeah you could do that you could do that that would uh, that would be wise if you're because you can use much. the no so you're gonna you're interested in a suppressor right okay right, okay. right.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah you can cause, use the 223556 casing right uh, you gotta
2: trim it cut it off right I think it's too long i believe the way it is yeah. but uh yeah you could yeah there are people who do that you can cut it down and and then you can load yeah you could load a heavy bullet most of the subsonic 300 blackout ammo, I think I've purchased or that was given to us was 220 grain bullets. So you just have to look up the proper load for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Just get a 30 cal bullet. Yeah. yeah.
2: 30 cal. I think it uses the same as a 308, you know, 762. Yeah.
0: Have you ever done any of the crazy shotgun loads like you see on the? Uh, is it? Ta- ta- I say it wrong every time. And I was on. CN Outdoors Tones. Nine did a. Uh, <laughs> the uh, dragon's
1: breath, or what is
0: it called? No, I'm talking about like Inscenary the ones like, where they put crazy <laughs> things in there, like M and M's or whatever. Tau mouse. That's what it is. Oh. Tau mouse. I think German, isn't
2: it? Yeah, there's yeah. some people that do. Yeah, I've never done that. The Only thing I've done is load black powder in them gotcha. when I was doing cowboy shooting, and uh, that that's pretty dramatic, You've right there. You
1: not loaded an incendiary round. <laughs>
2: no, no. It, those black powder loads are pretty incendiary. Uh, bit. Oh no. man, you load no up depleted
1: up, uranium sh- <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I tell you, you, you touch those things off, you, they're pretty dramatic.
2: Oh, I uh,
0: can imagine.
1: Yeah. Jordan D asked, Know anything about U.S. or foreign sniper reloading for custom loads? I know we don't use standard federal for long distance accuracy.
2: Uh, or uh, sniper rounds and that kind of thing? I, I guess yeah. that's what
1: he's. Yeah, again,
2: that, I'm not very uh, up on that. Yeah, um, yeah Like I say, I, I've, that's, that's the one area, of uh, one of the areas in reloading, hand loading, I've really not uh, delved into. I, I did load some. I, you know, I say I don't load neck cartridges. I did load some two forty three back for some varmint hunting in the early 70s, and I guess that's the last <laughs> time I did any of that. i has been I just, a minute, uh, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I just... I don't shoot enough of it i just it's much easier to go buy a couple of boxes if that's all you're going to shoot a year you know but, yeah which is about the cost of the dies or less so
1: i guess with these guys being in the uh yeah the service they probably shoot quite a bit and,
2: and that's a big area of hand loading that that is one definitely with a 308 for example with with some carefully constructed uh hand loads it's an, it's incredible the accuracy people are getting out of that there's some great bullets you know a spear uh, what's that the no it's uh what it, I want to say boat um i don't I can't think of the name of it but there there's mm-hmm. some and, and the people who do that know what they are there's some great rounds out there and great bullets and bullet weights for both the five five six and the three oh eight that with the right powder and, and case, you, I mean, you can get the ultimate accuracy, basically.
0: Yeah. You were, we were talking about the Spear. Can you get the different specialty bullets, like the Critical Duty, TN Outdoors 9's favorite, the Zombie Max, um, mm. stuff like that, to load yourself? Or is that only stuff you can but get you, manufactured?
2: You, uh, no, a lot of that you can. It used to be you could not. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I've noticed in the last uh, eight or ten years, that stuff seems to be available. Nice. Uh, I, I, I don't know that all of it is. But I know, that, you know we have a store out here in Mount Julie at the Reloader's Bench, and you can walk in there and they've got ammo cans full of all the you know, bullet heads. Sure. And they'll have, uh, I think, gold dot. They have a golden saber, at least in the past they have had, you know, just right. ammo to take home and load. Now, I don't know why people would – Load a lot of hollow points, especially where they're more expensive, because most experts are going to advise you not to carry right. hand loaded ammunition for defense. You know.
0: Then we have one more kind of crazy question. Came from a listener, 1988 Glaser safety slug or Glazer safety slug? <laughs> Glazer safety slug. Yeah, 1988 Glazer safety slug, and he wants to know what is your favorite pinup calendar in your reloading room.
2: This sounds like Ten Outdoors Nine.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you didn't seem too surprised about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a
2: uh- well, my favorite pinup calendar is Dylan. Yeah, I need to update that thing, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, Glazer Safety Slug. Some of your listeners might be familiar with those. 10 Outdoors 9 was at my place, and I guess it was 88. And trying some of those out of a 357, it was, uh, I think, a Model 686. And uh, that's something that, that is you know it's related to reloading because, you know, if you load a really light, fast bullet, it changes the point of impact. Right. So you have to decide all that. If you're going to hand load, do you want to load a heavy bullet? I chose a heavier nine millimeter bullet because I was competing a lot at the time, and I wanted something that would knock over the steel pepper poppers more reliably than some of the lighter nines. And so, you know, you just have to decide what you want, uh, what you're going to be doing. But anyway, these glazier safety slugs are—I don't remember what the weight on the things is. It's one of those high-tech, one of the first ones of that genre, I guess. It's probably the bullet—they were, I think, they were well, they were 357, probably like an 80 grain bullet or something, really light. Yeah, for, for that caliber. But screaming, well, we put a uh, milk jug full of water on the target stand right there, almost the same target stand, same place. And an Outdoors Night gets back there on the drive where he takes careful aim and shoots at that thing and it shoots about a foot low, you know. <laughs> and of course these rounds were like at that time was a lot of money, like a buck and a half a shot or something right, you know. Right. And uh, still a lot of money. Now regular nine <laughs> millimeters and a buck and a half a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so so I said, Man, you better move up some. <laughs> these are expensive miss. <laughs> he missed a couple of times and kept moving up and finally he got up about half the distance and hit the thing. But it was it wasn't his fault. As much as I'd like to blame it on him, but they were, they, it was a really low point of impact.
1: So talk about safety precautions that people mm-hmm. need to, to be aware of when they're getting into reloading.
2: Yeah. Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you are a bull in the china shop, you, you might think twice about getting into it. Uh, you want to be careful. You want to be deliberate. It's something you want to study. You never want to get in a hurry with it. Take your time. Yeah, it's best not to you know, have a quarter beer there while you're reloading, <laughs> uh, cigarette, uh, campfire, or any of that kind of thing. Take your time with it, study it, and go slow. And uh, again, in terms of safety, you want to uh, carefully measure your your charges periodically. Check your powder measure and make sure it's still dropping the same charge. The new ones and like the Dillon powder measures, I really gotten where I rarely ever check them. They just don't ever move on me. But, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things you want to check. So also, what could happen? I'm you know, sorry, I didn't mean
1: to interrupt you. Well, what, I, what could happen you know, if somebody put the wrong powder load in? They overdid it.
2: Well, of course, that's the... I mean,
1: it's going to be out. but, I mean...
2: Yeah, that's the, the big danger is getting the wrong charge in there, mm-hmm. uh, getting too much powder or too little powder. Right. You know, it, and one is almost as bad as the other. Uh, some guns, you know, most guns these days are well-built. They will withstand uh, an excessive charge sometimes, but you, you're familiar with a squib load, syndrome mm-hmm. maybe you know where uh, those rounds where you don't get any powder in can be dangerous because you know a primer quite often is enough without any powder to push the bullet into the barrel mm-hmm. and so now on semi-automatic you know you're in a match or you're somewhere shooting fast. Oh, what happened? I thought I had a round in the chamber, and it just clicks. That's the thing. That's the danger of a squib load. It generally, it just clicks. It, it, there's no sound at all, so you think it was an empty chamber, but you got a bullet lodged in the barrel. Mm. So you rack the slide and shoot again. Not good. Yeah. Re- barrel. Big ouch, yeah. And then, of course, a double charge is the other side of that that, that you could have if you run the thing through the press twice. And experienced reloaders Rarely have difficulties with any of that. It, it's not. I mean, it's the kind of thing if you if you haven't reloaded, you think, "Wow, that could really happen easily." And it could if you're not paying close attention. Just right, like right. you could shoot your foot if you're not paying close attention. You know. Exactly. But those are the the two sides of that that, that you really got got to watch. Another issue when you're in the reloading room, you want to. You know, have a clear clear head you just don't reload don't go to the presses unless you're uh you know you're you're ready to focus on that don't and, multitask yeah you're not you know doing 49 different things yeah. it, it is a very uh, relaxing endeavor it's a lot of fun so enjoy you know turn the radio on and and just just take your time with it and don't get in a hurry because uh, there There are a lot of things you could do that would not be good, but once you get your system, you get your die set and you got the right brass and just like if you're setting up and you're changing over to a different caliber or you're getting ready to load this with anything else you just want to make sure you've got you're about ready to load some 44 magnum for example make sure you've got 44 caliber bullets you're about to load and you've got the right primers (laughs) and and all that That kind of thing and you'll you'll know quickly if you don't on, on most of that and double check just like a doctor or a nurse would do you know you double and triple check what they're putting in the hypodermic you know you do the same thing in the reloading room you double and triple check okay now is this the powder i use for 44 magnum double check my records. yeah is this my my load i'm using It's 6.3 grains of this yes this is it 2400 or unique or whatever is i'm using yes this is what i load everything is right let's slowly you know get started so yeah. just be deliberate and uh it, it's not rocket science it's just something you have to be careful with i would sure. think
1: that um you kind of want to do it in a climate controlled environment as well not too humid mm-hmm. i would think just ideally, ideally, logically, you know, uh, I, I tell you though, a bunch I uh, of powder getting it, it's moist.
2: not essential. It's not essential because most of the reloading <laughs> I've done over the years in my barn, it's all pretty durable. Uh, it really is. I'll check the powder if I if I've got a powder measure with some powder in it that I've not used in a while. Yeah. I'll, I'll double check it if it's sometimes even if it's caked up a little bit. I'll shake it up and go ahead and load with it does fine i mean generally the stuff you're loading is is for the range it's for practice range just you right. know plinking
1: if you get a big old sweat drop in one of your yeah you know
2: when i was competing regularly every week i would i'd be a little more careful i would uh i would i would also gauge every round i don't do that as much now they make little go no go gauges Mm-hmm. And uh, you load nine. If it'll go in, so change, you can use your barrel for that too. But these little go no go gauges are handy. So I would gauge every single round and put them in a separate. I'd call it match ammo, mm-hmm. nine or forty or forty five. At least that eliminated one problem. You know, if you get because you use brass over and over, and I don't sort brass. I have forty right. different kinds of brass. You know, it's in a pile of, of ammo. Yeah. But at least I know all of them are going to chamber okay.
1: Pretty crucial for
2: a competition. Well, yeah, you. you, think? you I mean, nobody's going to die, but you're. Um, well, you know your, you, you mess your... up. You know, if yeah. you get a bad round, and something happens. You don't want anything it to It kills you that whole time, stage. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to compete for first or second place, you know one problem on any stage, and you're out of the running. yeah you know? <laughs> So you try to eliminate all the possibilities.
0: You don't have to answer this one because you went over cost savings, but somebody just posted. Can you speak to the relative cost savings of shooting watermelons and pumpkins with reloads versus factory manufactured <laughs> ammunition? <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. Thank you, Richard J.
2: Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, you save money yeah. Yeah, no matter what you're shooting, whether it's watermelons
1: or anything else. Richard <laughs> J is full of a lot of questions. He?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's
0: had a few.
1: And pumpkin carving does he reload to get more control in his carving? <laughs> Uh, actually, no, I guess, uh, let's see, what do I carve pumpkins with? i have done
2: with an AK. I don't reload AK rounds, uh, Glock 40. Uh, no, those are factory ammo. So, you yeah. know, most of the time I tell you, here I am, uh, pretending to be an expert on uh, reloading <laughs> and i've been so busy in the last uh, few years with this project that i have not done as much you know reloading as i used to do i used uh, to reload yeah. every weekend and a couple of times you know i was always reloading that's that's one thing that has fallen by the wayside to some extent i don't i don't so we get might be able
1: to get a good deal on a uh a press <laughs> no no <laughs> that's one of my goals here now giving up one job i want to have more time to reload hopefully nice. i got a i got a question are there any other kind of presses other than those two I mean, are there more, in uh, even a step up beyond beyond that, more
2: automated? Well, there's, uh, there's uh, again, I'm more familiar with Dylan, but I know, uh, like, like I have the 550Bs. They are progressive presses. You actually index the, the shell plate yourself. I like that. You can actually back it up if you want to. Was that, do I get powder in that? You can actually move it back. You've got more Spot flexibility it. Yeah. with it, you know. Then the 650 indexes itself. A little bit less control, but then again, once you get cranking, it may be a little faster. All you do is set the bullet on, Mm -hmm. and then the six fifty is a little. It it, it's uh, more deluxe in other ways. You can uh, you can put a case feeder on it, and I think they even make a bullet feeder. Somebody does. Maybe that's for the ten fifty. I don't know, but there are attachments you can put on these things where you're essentially doing nothing but working the handle.
1: Yeah, Hmm. it
2: it may be the ten fifty, which is their. They're uh, top of the line. I think it sells for close to $2,000 by the time you get everything on it. And uh, it's more their commercial-grade machine. But you can actually uh, you know, set it up so you're doing nothing but cranking the handle.
1: I would think uh, Artisan Tony could – in his printing press for a automated 3D printer yeah press yeah. before I what go into the trivia,
0: trivia I, there's something I remembered a minute ago that I wanted to talk about with my weekend guns and since trivia is usually pop culture go somehow,
1: right ahead but, this is our show we can do whatever we want to that's right talk about word
0: it. of advice I am actually I I was tempted to put them on the jack wagon train the people that made the Lone Ranger movie oh, <laughs> oh. yeah don't ruin I it was, no don't, don't go everybody. see it don't even go see it really it, it's that bad the first half of the movie lone ranger doesn't believe in guns right, then when, then it when he finally gets a gun he's a bumbling idiot and it's the time right, it's the tonto it. show no I'm, I'm telling you to save your money that's right and I it, saw it. It, it's is it like the tonto or the jack sparrow well yeah it's the not drunk I've jack heard, sparrow <laughs> that too, that's about yeah. what it is and it's so kind of like too, yeah uh, i'm sitting there watching i'm going this isn't the lone ranger i grew up with this is garbage now so I, and they, I, to the po- jacked
1: it up like they've done Superman the last couple of times
0: yeah to the point where if Johnny Depp's Tonto was not in that movie I would have walked out Halfway through mm-hmm. it. the third time that Lone Ranger goes, I don't believe in guns. I would have been like, "Enough oh, to see <laughs> you." <laughs> and then right. it was what the last shot he shot where he actually was his dead eye aim that he always was. Oh no! It yeah. was it was like, what is this? And then the bad the, the other bad things. I'm sick of lazy Hollywood. They stole. I don't know if either one of y'all watch Hell on Wheels, the TV show. I I've saw one episode, couple I think. the first. They yeah. stole that whole storyline of the railroad guy who's either some. British, Was it native, the same Irish? guy? The no, it wasn't Star the same Jack guy, but guy? it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he kind of does this hostile takeover of the railroad. Wow, that's hell on wheels. They even had a city he went to called Hell on Wheels. Did they really? They stole... Have you ever seen Planet Terror? By Robert Rodriguez. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, there's a brothel owner prostitute that is missing a leg and she makes a gun for her leg. Oh, They yeah, stole I've seen that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm like, She's you've got to be kidding me. The AR 15. Yeah. Leg. What's her name? Uh, uh, that plays Rose. She, not was, Rosio. she was married to Rosario. Marilyn Manson for a while. Rose, yeah. Rose McGowan. Yeah, McGowan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then, so they <laughs> did this with Helena Bonham Carter. And the Lone Ranger. I'm like, what is this? That's I was so all mad. Johnny Depp movie. too. Yeah. What's up with that? And they're usually good together. Yeah. And they were good together in this, but it was the story in the movie itself, yeah. which is, there was kind of this cool moment where he went from kind of this anti gun thing to his brother told him, you know, the bad guys don't care if you're anti gun or not. Right. And you kind of see him mentally go into this moment. But still, that's not the long They range. prefer you to be anti gun. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Because yeah. Johnny Depp is very pro gun. Very, very pro gun. And he's but a great he's actor. An yeah. Indian. He's, I, I have yeah. grown to he's really enjoy Indian.
2: him. I, I'm not crazy about those pirate movies, but he is a great actor. <laughs> really Public is. enemies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Very good. I, I just, I love it. My problem with these modern movies, and of course, I'm an old guy, old school, but I think we'd be better off if, if the computers had never gotten into the movies. Yeah. You go to a movie, and there's no plot in a lot of them it's just all the CGI special effects goes on for was it Superman or I don't know there's another movie I saw recently but it was like I told John he hadn't seen it. I said, "Well, I, you'll probably like it because you have more tolerance for this kind of thing." But the middle hour of the movie, which is nothing that. but things being destroyed, yeah, it was Superman. Yeah. You know, it was like an hour of him fighting those other, you know, super beings, throwing each other into buildings and tearing everything. Well, after five minutes of that, that's enough. <laughs> you got
0: the point. Yeah. yeah, I got the
2: point. But you know, it's just all CGI.
1: I'll have to yeah. say though, CGI. Really did World War Z Justice?
2: Oh, yeah, that he, movie it, was amazing. Yeah, it it was is phenomenal. wonderful stuff. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's probably
0: one of the better movies I've seen in the theaters recently. Yeah,
2: that's right. That one, that that one was okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So trivia question from last week: In the Carnicon video, where it's AR fifteen versus AK forty seven, what <laughs> is the proper way, according to Carnicon, <laughs> to mount optics on an AK forty seven? Which the answer was Using Spongebob Squarepants tape, tape. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of it yeah. <laughs> And the winner of that was Chad D. He's the one who said woohoo at the end of the email. So I guess he was excited about the Spongebob tape.
1: Yeah, we, we had a lot of people that uh, chimed in on that one. So yeah. that was
0: that was cool. Have you seen any of Carnicon's videos? I don't think I have. Oh, don't think I have. <laughs> Make we'll, sure you we'll use we'll the rest you first before you because he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, we'll show you later. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> funny, funny guy and a great guy too. This week's trivia in the Hickok 45 parody video we did. Who was the leader of all the I'm putting this in quotations. Fake zombies that we had set up. So, who was the leader of all those fake zombies? Good Let us one. know what that one yeah, is. Okay. So it's time for facts, facts, to, facts fight to fight the myths. So, Hickok, you are our guest. Uh, okay. What's your uh, fact to fight the myth?
2: Well. Uh, I had a couple. I think since we're talking about reloading, uh, I was going to talk a little bit maybe about how I had some personal experience uh, that in some ways breaks the myth of at least what people used to worry about a lot. And that was getting any little speck of oil or water on your ammo, that you would uh, contaminate the primer, bad, be bad. I did some experimentation. This is before YouTube. This is prior even to internet days. I think I uh, I was going to write a magazine article. This was probably mid to late. That 80s. is
1: prior to internet. Yeah, really. Write something <laughs> I was. I did one magazine article
2: after that, actually in Florida, but not on this topic. It used to be more prevalent and, and the gun rags you, you would read articles about that and cautions about you know and people back then were using wd-40 a lot just whatever they're using to keep it off the ammo totally away from the ammo and so i i filled two or three jars with wd-40 and hoppy i'd mixed up a all that brew you know and <laughs> Did an salt and and steel. yeah really I, and, and i poured ammo in there some factory ammo uh, and then some reloads in one, and just a mixture, and put screwed on the lids, and put the date on it, you know. And I was and it took pictures, you know. I was going right. to, I just never did do it.
0: And I nice set it aside. I
2: even there, put yeah. some in bags and put it in a freezer. Put it in oil and then put it in a freezer. Everything I could think of, you know. Put some in the gun and soak the gun chamber. <laughs> yeah, soak the chambers on a 357. Yeah. Soak the ammo, stuck it in there, and uh, put it aside for a while. And just seeing if it was all going to be duds. And I, literally, that ammo soaked for months. And just about every round fired. Normally. Were you scared? Yeah, really. Were did. you scared
1: when you're, nah. when you're doing it? I
2: was. I mean, it was under control situation. I thought, okay, I could have a squib, you know. Yeah. So I was ready for it. Even the hand loads, even some just plain old forty five cast bullet hand loads, I didn't Shot have any fine. trouble with. Yeah. You know. Now that all that said, uh, it's not a total myth. You don't want to get oil on your carry ammo, right. you know, and I and yeah. I avoid doing that. But just, the worst like, case scenario, just be aware if you get a drop on your, your you're in ammo. an oil field and you, yeah. hit,
1: you hit pay dirt and it's you probably it okay. and somebody to <laughs> steal your claim. Most no, ammo is sealed kidding.
2: and it's it's crimped and you're probably okay if you,
1: well, if you rush by a, a bottle of the, oil. <laughs> if you look at a lot of the, um, yeah. the gun tests that they do where they're throwing the guns in the water and through the yeah. ice and all that and they mm-hmm.
0: pull them out and they're shooting them. And, yeah. Shooting with what was in that gun oh, yeah. when well, they did that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's
2: sealed better than most people realize.
0: So, mine this week is the myth being reloaders storing powder are creating a fire and explosive hazard in their homes. Hmm. This is false. So the fact to fight that myth of you creating a bomb factory in your house from storing that, what happened was some cities have ordinances based on how much black powder you can store, which black powder does tend to be a little more volatile, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So
0: there are some ordinances in some cities that have that, and people have taken that and go, oh, well, it's the same with all gunpowder. And smokeless powder, if you've stored in the proper container, are relatively safe.
2: Yeah, yeah, most people, uh, the, the propane tank on their grill is more dangerous than any powder They've got in their house Sure you know? I mean, yeah. not, not that either Is dangerous But you know As far as volatile and everything.
0: So left hand What's your fact To fight the myth
1: Alright here's my Fact to fight the myth
0: Shooting a lot Of jacketed
1: rounds Will wear your Barrel out What do you think About that Hickok True or false oh uh, true or false well i mean yeah about you a shoot pistol thousands and thousands yeah, and thousands around yeah not many people are going to shoot
2: enough to wear it. now i think with like a 223 or something 556 you know mm-hmm. but but we're gonna you do not gonna shoot cast bullets and that anyway
1: Exactly.
2: yeah you'd have to shoot uh, way more ammunition than anybody can do to, to notice any <laughs> difference i think if you're shooting enough jacketed rounds to wear out a Handgun barrel. You're spending so much money on ammo, that you you, you wouldn't notice you even having to replace time. that barrel. You can uh, you
0: can go get yeah. another gun. You can go buy yeah. lots of yeah. guns, yeah. and they've got more time on their hands. Yeah. So, so that's my myth. So you want to answer a couple of uh, listener questions just about Hickok 45? Sure, like a sure. I'll try. Did you say <laughs> now? Do your requests get as outlandish as some of 22 plinksters? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: uh, th- well, th- not not necessarily outlandish. Just uh, uh, requests for almost every firearm that's out there. What's the most
1: ridiculous request you've had? First thing comes to mind. Well,
2: you know, a minigun, you know, things like that, Yeah. you know, or a tank. But but (laughs) by and large, 99.9% of them are are just of a a different gun that they haven't seen yet. You know, because we have so many different guns, so much variety that
1: they're, they don't understand why you haven't done uh, you know something you haven't had darn <laughs> Maybe anymore. like this guy Mark I wants to know: Can you review the Rossi Ranch Hand 44 mag or 357 mag? Is that something you've ever we, done? We like, might we or? might do that sometime if we get a hold of one. Uh,
2: you know, we did the the NC silencer you know brought by one,
0: mm-hmm. but it
2: was, that was kind of a different sort of animal. the The fellow had put a standard stock on it, which made it a an SBR. Mm-hmm. And he had a silencer rig on it. Now, if you've seen that video, yeah. it started out as a ranch hand, put a regular stock on it. So then you got a short barrel lever gun, and then he had the barrel threaded for a suppressor.
1: So it's pretty <laughs> John Wayne would have well, loved it, right? Speaking of uh, threaded barrels, you know, I threaded my uh, 9 Keltec Sub-2000. Oh, right. You're ready for a can, huh? I'm ready for a can now All yeah, right. for that one. So here's a fan question for you. From one from one of your fans. Okay. Me. Okay. <laughs> are you are you gonna be reviewing the three hundred blackout? You have You're know? not much of a fan. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't seen that video. He I just have... put his foot in his mouth, didn't he? I did. That <laughs> was did you do perfect. the suppressed? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've done suppressed it. You did the three, the eight. <laughs> yeah, go to the channel well, and edit this search. No, no, no. Just go to the channel. That's all right. No, we have it. we have eight hundred some videos. You know, uh, nobody watch them. All. Nobody's seen them all. But yeah, go to the channel and just. I'm pour sure there's in somebody. Three hundred blackout, yeah. and because we, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that. I, uh, uh-uh. I got into that. Uh, Couple of years ago, I, I read about it. I thought this is cool. You know, same bold and everything. Same yeah. magazines. What's and, your
1: opinion of the three hundred blackout round?
2: I, I like it because I, for a long time, I've wanted an eight. A- and uh, well I wanted I've, I've thought it'd be cool to have an ar that fired the ak round you know mm-hmm. the 762 by 39 right every time i would ask somebody about it an upper or the magazines they yeah well, the magazines aren't real reliable and it just didn't seem very very popular yeah. for some several reasons so this blackout 300 blackout seems that there's the answer you know because it's basically an ak in terms of ballistics the, mm-hmm. the 762 x 39 ballistically you use the same magazines and uh bolt and everything all you do is change out the barrel and i bought an upper whole upper i did not want to changed out a barrel but i've got an upper and uh i pop it on and 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 shoot the things i i had uh when we did it um got access to a a suppressor through Mm -hmm. nc silencer so yeah we've had some fun with it in videos uh suppressed and non-suppressed and uh that's not the one we're shooting that big blue
1: uh barrel
2: barrel is it i think we shot a barrel with it in one i may have seen it yeah maybe yeah we, we we've done some with it uh, with the slide fire stock and uh, <laughs> I haven't just, seen just that messed way. around yeah. with it. Yeah, but it, it's kind of neat. I don't really shoot it a lot. Uh, I don't know why, but it, it, it's cool. You had some full autos that you were shooting uh, suppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some of your videos here. Yeah, recently. we've had we've had uh, visits from NC Silencer and also Silencer Co. Uh, came by a few weeks ago. So you know we've had some M16 action that's not been posted yet. You know, and nice. of course the MP5 and some stuff. I so. was
1: going to ask what uh, what yeah. do you got coming up. That yeah. uh,
2: people can uh, look forward to. So, yeah, got some of that. That M sixteen, We've got some more of the MP five. We've not posted, and some different things. I uh, got some neat old Enfield or a model nineteen seventeen bolt gun. You know, World War One rifles mm-hmm. and things like that that uh, we've not posted yet. Cool Couple other goodies Good deal Some more pot smoking yeah. I mean, You know, flower pots yeah. yeah.
1: Some new targets to uh, oh, yeah.
2: to, shoot, to add to your I do how stale they are so See, yeah, might just top. eat those tonight. You might eat
0: them on the way home yeah. I
2: might just eat those
0: <laughs> We're going to watch a video in a few weeks You can at least shoot he's the He's going be numbers. wiping the icing yeah. off Going, <laughs> right. well, Talking Lead gave me some targets But they're gone <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs>
2: We've got plenty of targets, you know But we don't have many cupcakes
0: So we've got some new listener feedback So you want to take the first one to hiccup?
2: You're assuming I can read Let's see <laughs> This is uh, from Dirty Bird 2 A couple of weeks ago, I stumbled across your podcast. It is my favorite podcast by far. Man, this guy needs to get a life. (laughs) You guys are knowledgeable as well as funny. What does he know? I'm <laughs> We're learning kind a of lot. Fooled, don't we? <laughs> I'm learning. So, you won't want me to read these again. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from listening to you guys. <laughs> this guy gets, gets funnier all the time. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from listening to you guys and frantically catching up on your older shows. It also helps that you are from the state of Tennessee. Keep up the great work. You all take right. The next
0: one left, there?
1: Yeah. So, Dr. Joe says, great podcast. Looks like we got uh, five stars. Is that what that is? Mm hmm. Super podcast with very interesting guest. There is another funny one. (laughs) Peculiar, maybe, not interesting. I look forward to each episode and learn something every episode. Too bad left hand has to have a girly whistle on his knife. Just kidding. You know how many times that saved my butt? Literally?
0: Uh, logic's uh, where it's at, Hickok. You need to get one.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Sounds good.
0: Yeah. Then we had one on YouTube. We we rarely ever get a review on YouTube. More just comment. Randall F. writes, you guys need to put out more videos and more podcasts. I ran dry. Listen to every single one of your podcasts. (laughs) Ran dry. (laughs) And now I'm sad. No more Zeke and left hand wah. (laughs) Keep up with the great work, guys. Love you. And all you guys, your checks are in the mail.
2: Yeah. So this guy listened to all your podcasts and got really sad. Is that what he said? Yes. It
0: made him depressed.
1: (laughs) What's funny is if you read that, Uh it says, I ran dry, listened to every single one of your episodes, and now I'm sad. And then no more Zeke and left hand. (laughs) (laughs) We'll probably get a lot of
0: agreements. Yes, no more Zeke and left hand, please. (laughs) All right, guys, real quick, we have a guest call in. We have Mark Lee from... Friends of the NRA, how are you doing, Mark?
3: Doing fine, sir. I'm uh, doing great.
0: Awesome. Tell us a little bit about uh, Friends of the NRA.
3: Well, Friends of the NRA is a 501c3 charitable organization, and our mission is to educate youth and uh, gun safety, just uh, shooting sports. We're here in Nashville. We're a local chapter, and we raise money through uh, banquets. We have a banquet July the 19th on Friday, at 5.30 p.m. at the American Legion Club in uh, Elm Hill Pike in Nashville.
0: Okay. We'll have
3: a silent auction, a dinner, a very nice dinner, and a live auction.
0: And with the banquet that's coming up, how much does it cost? Where do they need to go to sign up?
3: Uh, The the tickets are $30 a ticket. The whole table is uh, six feet, and that's $180. Okay. You can go to www.friendsofnra.com. Dot org. Once you get onto that website, look up events and select the state of Tennessee, and you'll see Nashville, Tennessee, for July the 19th. And there's a place there for you to buy a ticket Or You can go to Guns for America over on Powell Avenue in Nashville. They have tickets available. So Steve Murray, Jewelers. Okay at the intersection of Road and Bell Road.
0: Okay. So are y'all going to be doing any kind of raffle, door prize, wall of guns, anything along those lines?
3: Well, one of the games that we have is a wall of guns. We'll have a, a game, and there are 50 uh, different guns that the person can win. A uh, person that wins each game, uh, they sell 50 tickets, and once those tickets are sold, draw a name, and that person wins His is her choice of the weapon, one of the weapons on that wall. We're also giving away a Smith & Wesson 38 revolver with a laser sight that night uh, for being at our bank.
0: Nice. Very nice. And we know Left Hand won the wall of guns when we were NRA. He got to pick out two guns, actually.
3: You did. You did. And and, um, I'm hoping that you guys will decide to, to, to get a couple of tickets and come to our banquet Friday night.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely. So Mark, you're the chairman of the Nashville chapter, that's correct?
3: Yes, sir. I'm the chairman of the Nashville Friends of NRA.
0: Okay, and if somebody wanted to find out a little bit more information about this chapter, where would they how would they get a hold of you?
3: Well they can contact me uh at six one five five nine six eight nine six four or they can send me an email. It's Mark Lee thirty three at BellSouth dot
0: net. Thank you very much, Mark. Yes, so sir. remember if you are in the Middle Tennessee area in the Nashville area and you'd like to go to that Friends of NRA banquet it is next Friday the 19th at 5:30 correct
3: Yes sir All right and It's a fantastic evening
0: it, it, they they are supposed to be fun and I can't wait to go I'm looking forward to it
3: I hope to see you there I'll be there
0: <laughs> I hope you'd be there being the chairman
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes I'm 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 there and uh, it's just uh, funny that we let loose and have a lot of fun at this Bank.
0: Great organization. Make sure you check them out at friendsofnra.org. Mark, thanks again for calling in, and we will see you next Friday.
3: Thank you, sir, and you have a great day.
0: So we want to thank our sponsors once again. Firearms Radio Network, FirearmsRadio.tv, our bandwidth sponsors.
1: All or Nothing Tattoo, Brandon Bond. He's the shiznit. AllOrNothingTattoo.com.
0: And their gear store, StrangleholdMerch.com, for some cool art pro-gun stuff. And Holder & Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press. And the phone number is... one 800
1: 615
0: 1840 <laughs> extension 222 and also tg promotions put up our store tg promotions.net and our store is on our website www.talkingled.com thanks hickok for coming out again we enjoyed it you're I welcome Appreciate anytime. you
1: hanging out with us on your birthday i uh, appreciate you all inviting me i had of course fun. today's not your birthday though is it we missed it uh, i enjoy
2: hanging out with you guys it makes me feel smarter <laughs> <laughs> We just make you look smarter, don't we?
0: <laughs> and make sure you go to the YouTube and check out Hickok Forty Five, all one word. Do a
1: little podcast
0: too, don't you?
2: Uh, yeah, kind of a podcast. We call it a radio I don't say show, little, but, but yeah, yeah, we post one of those every now and then. I just go out the reloading room and uh, chat with viewers and fun, very relaxed. They go to the YouTube channel for that too. Or is there a different? Right, I, I haven't put that anywhere except you know as YouTube partners, you know our, our focus is everything on YouTube right now. We might do something different with some of it at some point, but right now just keep things simple. It's all on YouTube.
1: And hey man, thank you for the yes. uh, Glock mag. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. That was very generous. Just
2: don't let Diane Feinstein see that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna sh- I'm actually gonna take a picture and send it to him, Gloat, <laughs> <laughs> because they're not illegal.
0: I know. Tennessee and as always, left hand, keep, keep your loved one close. Good and your
2: firearm closer.